What lessons can we learn from an army ranger turned entrepreneur? Stay tuned to find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. What is up? What is up? What is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Welcome back to your weekly dose of warrior-level entrepreneur learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman. You already knew that. Here's what's really important. That's you. You, my friend, are a driven entrepreneur, or perhaps you're just one in the, in the making. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business tips and results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. And that's why I'm here bringing on these guests that I believe are going to help deliver the value on this podcast that we can all benefit from. And if you want to keep getting that value and not miss a single episode, be it an interview episode or the solo episodes of The Dark Horse Entrepreneur, make sure you go on down there, hit that subscribe button, go on ahead and give us a five-star rating, leave us some kind words in the reviews. Why do I want to do that? Well, the reason you want to do that is that's your way of telling those podcast platforms out there that you are getting that value. See, those podcast platforms out there will lift us a little bit up in the ratings so that we can reach more driven entrepreneurs just like yourself. So please take a moment, show the love, and help spread the word. I appreciate you. All right, another big episode. Let's get right into it. So today's guest is Matthew Griffin. And Matthew shares so many amazing lessons that come from not only the battlefield, but from doing battle on the business field. Now, while I tell you Matthew is a warrior, I mean that in every sense of the word. So, but here's the thing. I don't want you to get it twisted. Matthew has this golden heart as well, which to me, all true warriors have, even if they've never seen a military field of battle. Plus, I'm going to let you in on next week's interview guest who's an American entrepreneur, an actor, an entertainer, a stand-up comedian, a filmmaker, as well as a founder of two companies. So, as per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock full of personal, business, and marketing G-O-L-D spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur HQ. So, let's get to the starting gates and go. All right, my dark horse friends and family. Tonight's guest is Matt Griffin, but he goes by Griff. Now, Griff co-founded Combat Flip-Flops in Kabul, Afghanistan. Now, Griff specialized in developing solutions for companies growing businesses in difficult locations. Now, let's talk about difficult for a minute. And Griff was a former Army Ranger, combat veteran, executive producer for award-winning documentaries, voted the top 100 most influential veterans in America, and a few other awards he was too embarrassed to write down. That's all right. We'll get him, we'll get him to release it here. Uh, Griff is a graduate of the United States Military Academy at West Point uh, with a uh, degree in engineering management. Griff served as a 75th Ranger Regiment as the Rifle Company Fire 
support officer. That's a mouthful right there with that three tours in Afghanistan and one tour in Iraq. Now, post-military, Mr. Griffin moved to the private sector as a director of military sales for Remote Medical International. And he was a director of uh, special operations for Protect the Force. Griff currently serves as the logistics officer for Team 5 Foundation. And in the off time, as if he has any, right, uh, you can find Griff slaying the powder with skis, slaying the dirt with bikes, and of course, big game with those carbon fiber arrows. All right, enough babbling from me. Griff, welcome to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur, man. Well, thanks for having me here today. I love that uh, intro. There was I kind of sitting back here humbling, like, who's he talking about? You know, it's funny. It's sometimes when someone else tells you some of the things you've done, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I did do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. But like I was telling you earlier, uh, you know, one of the first thing I like to do is kind of step back from my babbling microphone and let you tell your story. Uh, let people get to know Griff behind the scenes kind of thing, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly that brought you are to where you are today and why you love doing what you do so much. Well, uh, it's a lot. It's a super long story. Uh, okay. I will encourage everybody who wants to, to learn more about me. We, we actually wrote a book about what we're doing. It's oh, called nice. uh, Steps Ascending, Rise of the Unarmed Forces. And then we actually made it available for free uh, when COVID hit because a lot of people were sitting at home and they needed good audiobooks and books. And so just go to our website, combatfromflops.com. You can get it. I will outline the history of our company. But since you guys are listening to this podcast, I will give you this synopsis now. Excellent. Uh, I'm a, uh, an only child from a divorced military family, bounced around a lot. Uh, I didn't come from a lot of wealth, so it was time to go to college. I actually did pretty well. So it was either get a scholarship, get a job, join the army. And so I did all three. I put them all together and I went to West Point. Nice. Uh, I had a great time there. I uh, love the community. Love what I was going to do for the army. I graduated June 2nd, 2001. So we just passed my 20 year graduation reunion. Makes me feel older than my gray hair does. <laughs> um, and then September 11th happened and we knew we were going to war and I decided I'm going to go with the Rangers because that's, you know, the, the hard hitting team in the army and I wanted to be there. So I so my first year in my conventional unit, went through special operations selection, got selected, uh, did a whole bunch of tours down range. And what, what I saw on the very pointy end of the spear was that the real enemy that we were fighting was poverty. Mm. Um, when you're living in these villages and you're, you know, people talk about empathy, right? Mm. And you could say you're empathetic toward these people. You're not because you've never suffered like that. Right. And uh, my first deployment, we had to live in mountain villages for a couple months uh, in the Hindu Kush. And I, I, I remember how cold and miserable I was. And I, I don't know when it happened, but there was a moment when I realized that I'm going to go home. Like in yeah. a couple of months, I'll be sitting on my couch, drinking a beer, hanging out with my friends, being able to go to the movies or do whatever. But the people who live in this country who are unfortunate enough to be born there, they're never going to get to. Mm. And yeah. I, I, when that realization hit me, I knew that there was nothing that I could do. And I was swinging the biggest hammers in the DOD uh, with the Rangers as a fire support officer, which meant like I dropped bombs off of airplanes and rockets off of helicopters and all that other, you know, gotcha. so um there's nothing you could really do to combat poverty, even with all that power. And I really didn't have a solution to it. So I did, you know, four tours through to Iraq, one to, or sorry, three to Afghanistan, one to Iraq. And then I got out because I didn't really see a path forward to the solution in the mm -hmm. way that I was living. And you know, went through my standard veteran transition. You know, I, I drank hard, partied hard, fast cars, fast bikes. Uh, I got in a lot of trouble. And that's what happens when you pull people out of that community. And then I started getting into business and kind of got me back on the right path again. And then went back to Afghanistan in 2009 and I went into a combat boot factory 
and it changed my life. You know, I, I'd never really seen anything positive in Afghanistan because we were living during the cycles of darkness. We never worked during the day. We always worked at night and we were always going after the baddest of the bad. Mm-hmm. So my experiences were uniformly negative in Afghanistan. Gotcha. And I never really got to see anything positive. And when I stepped into this factory, I got to see the positivity that was created through business due to the space that was created by our service members. And I was inspired. Nice. Uh, That shortly came crashing down afterwards after the factory manager told me they were probably going to close the factory after the war ended because nobody was going to buy anything in Afghanistan. Uh, Got pretty angry knowing that our nation was going to make the same mistake again. And and weird how everything works, but I just looked down on this table and there was this combat boot sole with a flip-flop thong punch through it. And I was like, man, Americans would buy this. Yeah. And I, I set it down. I walked out of the factory. Uh, I called my ranger buddy and I said, hey, man, we're going to start a footwear company making flip-flops in a combat boot factory in Afghanistan. And he said, yep. And nobody had actually ever put the words combat flip-flops together on the internet. And right. so we got the domain name for two ninety nine, dollars And that's how we started our company in 2009. That's awesome. Um, so his name's Donald Lee. Fast forward another year. Like most entrepreneurial ideas, they kind of sit while the rest of life happens. Sure. And then my uh, my sister-in-law married a guy named Andy Siri. And just a, one of the probably best entrepreneurs, numbers guys, designers you'll ever meet. He's a savant. And he came on to be our production manager. And the three of us with no footwear experience, no business experience, no e-commerce experience, started a footwear company making footwear in the hardest place on earth that you could. <laughs> Triple threat right there. <laughs> uh, you know, fast forward. Um, it's financially impossible to make footwear in Afghanistan just because they don't have the raw materials there. Amateurs talk tactics, professionals talk logistics, and the logistics were just too complicated. Okay. So we shifted our footwear to Bogota, Colombia, narco finance insurgency and a mountain people you know, suffering from decades of conflict, Colombia and Afghanistan are virtually one and the same. Mm. Uh, so we, we shifted our footwear production to Colombia and then we started making textiles in Afghanistan. New people started coming up with new products. We started making a jewelry out of a line of jewelry out of landmines from Laos left over from the Vietnam war. Uh, we make our t-shirts and hats here in the U S and then for every product we sell, we put a girl in school for a day in Afghanistan. So there's a social mission behind what we do. Wow. So going back to, to help women, because you can't expect a nation to rise out of poverty when half the population is illiterate. Mm-hmm. And then when half that population is responsible for raising the entirety of the population, yeah, it's, it's impossible. So our solution is to give women the ability to read. That's, mm-hmm. that's our number one thing. Um, we put over 800 girls in school. We've cleared over 20,000 square meters of landmines. We've helped countless veteran charities at home. You know, we, we had a, a good showing on Shark Tank and we sold millions of dollars in product. We're a family-owned business of five working in a bunch of different countries and we're crushing it as much as we can every day. And, and we, and if you're one of our customers, thank you. Uh, we wouldn't be here without the faith of our customers because they, they waited a long time for their product when we first started coming out and mm-hmm. we can't thank them enough for their patience. And if you're, if you're new to us, if you're just hearing about us, check out our website. I promise you our footwear wears better than it looks in photographs. Our stuff's <laughs> hot. You, you'll dig it. I promise. You should see this, and some of you will see this when I do the uh, the video version of this. The big smile on the man's face as he's uh, as he's sharing this, and that was one of the things that caught me was the the flopperator, right? 
I'm a third generation military man myself. My grandfather, my dad was a lifer. So I grew up like you all over the United States. And he did a couple of tours over in Germany when I was a kid. And I joined just right out of high school. I didn't go to West Point, unfortunately, probably a bad choice on my part and served six years, but certainly have a special spot in my heart for all those that do that for us. And and you're right, when you see what's going on in the other countries, and sometimes how we or other countries just kind of leave them. We get in there, we do our thing, and then we, you know, we, we back out. There's there's an untold story that you have certainly taken to heart, which is kind of huge. Um, but getting to your website, which is uh, combatflipflops.com, correct? I want to make sure I get that right for everybody. That's it. Everything on socials at Combat Flip Flops too. There it is. Yeah. Uh, you, you definitely have to check this out. There's an, there's an outstanding apparel there, some cool accessories, men's and women's, as well as the uh, the footwear. And having served myself in the apparel industry for a decade and a half, probably, footwear is no joke. I mean, there's so many intricacies in just footwear alone that it, it, it can be difficult, um, which I'm sure so, you you sure I'm sure you learned it's the hard way, right? Yeah, half the half the numeric like if you humans have a certain number of bones in their body, half mm-hmm. of them are, are in your feet. They're very complicated. Yeah, and so to actually make a product that you know performs well, fits well, lasts. It's really complicated, and it's a tribute to our team and our manufacturers because our stuff is rad. So, so let's go. Let's go there uh, about your team. So, you said there's five. You've mentioned three of them. You, your co-founder, and the gentleman who came on. Who is your? Is he still your production director to this day? Yeah, he's my my brother-in-law. So we're we are legitimately a family-owned business. So my brother-in-arms Donald Lee, my brother-in-law Andy Siri, and then our first hire. Uh, it was a woman named Jill Doherty. We say she puts the ill in Jill. Uh, she runs our customer service. And if you think our products are rad, our customer service is even better. Like we we pride ourselves on taking care of our customers. Sure. And then her son, Zach, actually convinced them not to go to college and to come work for me as our media director. And he's been shooting videography and photography for us for nearly 10 years now. Nice. Is he the one that did the shots that are on the website itself? That's, that's some fire. Everybody, you've got to check this out. I'm telling you, this is no joke. What, okay, so I, I mentioned briefly the the assortment of products that you there, and you mentioned some of it too. I didn't realize that some of that jewelry was, was I guess you would call that uh, reconstituted metal from right. bad tools, I guess, right? Tools yeah. of the uh, of warfare. Um, what new products do you have on the horizon or maybe projects you got going on? Uh, so we have a new product. I'll grab it right now here. Give me one oh, second. Awesome. Uh Oh, I see skateboards hanging on the wall too. So a lot of people, they don't like, uh, the thing between their toes and the flip flops and everybody wants a slide sandal. So, okay. Here's our new slide sandal. Oh, nice. With the logo right there. With the logos on them. Yeah. And they're, they're super hot and they're clean and mm-hmm. they're light and they're going to fit your foot really well. So if you're the kind of sandals and socks person, like this is you. Um, and then to launch it, you know, everybody knows that social media and the thumbnail image on the video is really uh, important. Mm-hmm. How soon is this podcast going to come out? When's it going to launch? Uh, probably you're looking at about four weeks. Perfect. Right. So people will be, by the time this comes out, they'll be able to see it. But I bought an A-Team van. Remember? Oh, dun, 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 I remember dun, A-Team. Dun, dun, yeah. So I got a replica A-Team van and we're drifting it. Oh. So we're, we're uncorking the motor. We got the suspension all stiffened up. We're putting flamethrowers out uh, mm-hmm. the sides by the rear wheels. So the the thumbnail image is going to be like the van sliding sideways, shooting flames, burning smoke. And then people will watch it. We'll have 30 seconds of a Ken Block, Red Bull-ish style hot rod commercial. 
stops, big wall of flames. Bam, we make slides now. So that's going to be it. That is sweet. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about it. No like my living room is full of car parts right now, and I am so happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> are you building this, this? Are you tricking out this van yourself, or you got someone working on that for you? Yeah, I used to be a pretty big hot rod guy. I built stock cars with my dad growing up. Ah, okay. So uh, a whole bunch of our community members, we call them the unarmed forces. So I just put out a net call and uh, we've got a hot rod shop that's lending us their space and a couple of really good mechanics are going to come down and help wrench on it next week. And we're going to shoot the whole thing like a car mm -hmm. TV show uh, to show people how we did it. And we'll release that after the launch of the commercial. So it's all about the content. See, see, you're, you're, you, so I have to ask this, are, are all these little ideas? Cause these ideas are fire it, for me as an, as an entrepreneur and having been around listening to you say, Hey, we're going to be filming just the, the production of the van. And then, you know, showing that behind the scenes it, it is an awesome idea that so many people miss when they, when you go into projects like this, is this your idea or one of your awesome team members? No, I mean, it's, it's a collaboration. Everybody sure. comes up with this stuff. Um, but, it, you know, a lot of people see us and, you know, they see the resume, they see the bullet points, they see all those things. And then, then they think to themselves, well, I can't do that. You know, I don't have all that background. And what I'll tell you is that's bullcrap. Like I'm the only person on my team that's been to college. Nice. Right. And like I, the stuff that I use in college is the big. Did you go mute? You got, we can't hear you now. Yeah. There we go. I think we got yeah. you back. <laughs> yeah, we got me back. Yeah. Sorry no. about that. That's okay. Um, so a lot of people are like, oh, how do they do it? And man, we're not doing anything different than anybody else is doing. We just come up with an idea, we write it down, and then we start building the plan to make it happen. And then we just do it. And that's, that's awesome. I think, well, that's what the, the entrepreneurs and the entrepreneurs, that's what they, that's the difference between them and the entrepreneurs. The entrepreneurs have the idea, they write it down, they plan it out, then they do it. And so our, our goal with all of this is to show people, like, if you have an idea, you can do it. It's not hard. You just got to do it. It takes time and effort, but it just needs to be done. Yeah. And every time you hit that wall, you just got to figure out a way over, under, around it, or just blast through that sucker, right? That's it. Breach or bypass. But I'm going through. <laughs> there it is. Breach or bypass. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that one. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. So man, see, I can't wait to see that commercial now. Let alone I, I, I can't wait to either. I'm probably the most excited about it. <laughs> that sounds we, so cool. Yeah, we got a we got a national uh drift race champ to drive the car, you know, so it's, oh, it's even having like the hubris to saying like, Hey, I'm building the car, but I'm going to put a much better driver in it because yeah. that's more important. Yeah. You've got to, hey, we, we don't, this van tumbling would be a bad idea. We don't want none of that now. Hey, don't put that in my world. Don't manifest no, hey, that, don't, Bobby. I'm, I'm, taking that, I'm taking that, I'm taking that energy back. So now I know on top of this, you're running a speaking business. Um, I think you mentioned some of the nonprofit efforts you're going through. Um, I, I think you mentioned something about going to film school. Yeah, I'm uh, I got to going to get a master's in film and production. Um, did I lose you here? You're still there? Yep, there we go. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I'm going back to school. I'm going to go to Seattle Film Institute in the fall for to get a master's in film and production mm -hmm. because, you know, everything we've done, if you've seen all of the stuff that we've done, I've done that just based on thinking what right looks like and executing upon it. You're now listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Right. Uh, but the production stuff that we want to do moving forward is going to be more complicated, involve bigger dollars and more people. And there's just certain formats and tips and tricks and tools uh, that I really need in my, you know, in my toolbox in order to be successful nice. uh, at that level. And so I'm 
super fortunate enough that my military service has qualified me for some educational benefits and nice. I'm going to leverage those benefits to further my business. Sweet. It's funny. You mentioned that is um, uh, needing that extra level of knowledge to move yourself forward. I just got finished interviewing a gentleman by the name of Michael Stein. And uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the, uh, the movie Boogie Nights. It's oh, yeah. few, all right. So um, he played Dirk Diggler um, in the, not the big, silver screen version but they're the smaller screen version and then when they did it off on a play version he played dirk diggler and he also had a role in that film itself but um shortly after that he said he wanted to start making you know a feature film that he had in mind and he realized that he needed to level up his knowledge to do that so he put himself in as a director's assistant right as a production mm -hmm. assistant for three years to gain that knowledge and I'm like, dude, that is brilliant. I mean, we all want the knowledge. So you either go to the, you know, a school and you go get it, the path you're taking, or you just step yourself right in there into a position of service and get the knowledge through, you know, the day-to-day -day operations. Which, which is weird for me to say, because normally I preach to most people, you know, how did you start your business? It's personalmba.com. It's 99 right. books you can read. And if you read and understand the concepts in those books, you'll have the equivalent of an Ivy League MBA and you can get it for the price of a library card. There it is. So I tell people like, don't go to school. Don't go to school. And so here I am going to school. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a good school. They're, they're local to me. And there's some other benefits that come with it sure. as a result of going through the, the Department of VA. Um, so I'm just going to, I'm going to do that. I'm going to level up the game and really look forward to pushing out some big stuff here over the next now years. when you when you get through that is do you have a like a project in mind that you're going to be using this new skill set for uh so I, you know, i'll tell you since people are going to know like i want to throw the a-team van out of a c-130 under parachute and then Ooh. chase it out and scott up behind it and then we'll do like a full production video of it but nice sunset drop fast and the furious style make it look <laughs> cool but that's what people want to see they want to see fine. that level of stuff and if I can get somebody to give me 30 to 45 seconds of their time on social media through their phone with a compelling advertisement that they just want to see, did they just throw an A-team van out of an airplane? Right. Like these guys have to be cool. Let me click on, let me check out their website. They're going to be waiting to see the uh, the name of the movie. That's going to be, usually that's the only thing you see uh, events like that for is like, all right, uh, what's the name of this movie? I got to go see it. No, this is all about our, uh, our website. No, that's going to be awesome. Oh. Okay, I'm definitely having to follow up on that one. Yeah. So, yeah, um, and then again, going back, we're going to film all the content behind it. Like my friends from the Red Bull Air Force, they're going to be the skydivers and the inner filmographers. And we got to deal with pilots and we got to deal with permitting and everything else. And just yeah. we're going to film that entire process and just show people how it's done. That's awesome. And there's an educational piece that you can share with others along the way. Look, this is a, probably the craziest idea you'll ever hear of, but we're going to make it happen. And here's how we did it. That's that's fire. Now, you mentioned uh, you called your community the unarmed Air Force. What what kind of wraps up for a community for you? Is it just your customers or is it your avid buyers? Help me understand community in, in that sense. So we call them the unarmed forces, mm -hmm. right? And if, you know, every, everybody sits here and we want things to change in the world. We, we want, I think I lost you here on the end. I can still see, I can still hear you. It's just uh, the video okay. froze up. Okay. Um, you know, people want things changed in the world. And unfortunately, we have to depend on our politicians and policymakers to make those changes. Right. And I think if we all look at it, the best indicator of future performance is past performance. Right. And they have failed us. 
and it's going to be on private industry to make the change that we want to see in the world. And so that only comes through profit. That only comes through product. And if you're going to be in this fight with us, let's go do it. We, you don't have to be young, strapping, barrel-chested freedom fighter. You can be a soccer mom living in Idaho. Mm. And if you feel that you want to make a change by putting people to work in war zones and putting little girls in school, and that's the best way that our nation can project itself forward, then you join our team. You buy a product, you're with us. That's Sweet. all it takes. That's it. That sounds pretty simple, right? It's I, super uh, simple. Easy for everybody to understand. <laughs> just go out there go out there and buy some flip-flops, buy some t-shirts. I was looking at your t-shirts earlier today, and there were two that were my favorites, and for completely different reasons. The one is drop tacos, not bombs. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Big taco fan. Uh, but the other one was be a better human, right? Which, you know, I think if we all follow that, uh, that mantra, uh, a lot of things wouldn't be happening that we've been seeing happening. Where, where do you get these inspiration for not just the humorous ones, but the ones where you're like, man, I totally get behind this. Let's make that particular, because that one's all over hats, shirts, everything. And it's, it's all, I'll tell you the genesis of the story. Uh, okay. I have two girls. Um, my wife and I were, were, you know, pretty hammer execs at the time. And so we were spending a lot of time traveling. So we had to have a live-in nanny in the house to take care of our children and, and help raise them correctly and safely. Okay. And one day our nanny just came in and she was wearing this shirt that said, be a nicer human. And it's mm. cool, but nicer now be a better human. Yeah. Because like all, all that I care about is you're just a little bit better today than you are yesterday. Yeah. You just got to be better. Right. Do, do you want to quit drinking? You know, you're drinking a six pack a night. Well, hey, drink five tomorrow. You know what? Even though it's not perfect, it's better. And then drink four after that. So you can always, you can gradually step, step your way towards progress and success. A little bit of progress does a lot. If we all do a little together, we do a lot. And you don't need to be a perfect human, despite what the media and the internet and everything else tells you. Right. But just focus on today. Be better today than you were yesterday. And you're going to be fine. And even if you backslide, you're going to know where you're at. Just be better than you were yesterday. Then you'd be better today than you were yesterday. That's all yeah. I'm asking. Yeah. Be a better human. And he said, if you backslide, we all know it's like when you backslide. Cause it happens, right? When you backslide. Yeah. When you backslide. yeah. Um, yeah. Jeez, I like that. Be a better human. So as you've gone through and, and you've, you've had a pretty cool career across your lifetime, you know, military, obviously the, the Rangers, uh, I was airborne in the service. So you guys are next level stuff, right? So I, I'm just a little, I'm a little guy that jumps out of the airplane. You're out there at the tip of the spear. Across your lifespan, business, non-business, whatever, what would you say your biggest struggle has been? Drinking. Really? Yeah. I mean, I just come from, you know, Midwest, right? We drink a lot of beer out there. You start those habits early. Sure. Uh, the military is a big drinking environment and you build True those that. habits and it's just so easy to get into a negative cycle where you feel like crap when you wake up. Well, what's the best way to feel better is, you know, you, you have a beer and all of a sudden four o'clock end of the workday, you have a beer. I feel better. Like, well, let me have two or three more. And uh, I'd have to say that every negative decision, every bad business interaction that I really could have done better was probably could have done without alcohol. And I, I, unfortunately I came to that decision in my life a little bit too late mm-hmm. and um, you know, just genetically I'm predispo- predisposition to, to like alcohol and be able to consume lots of it. Um, but yeah, I just, I've been shown in every which way that it's not good for me and I stopped and my life has progressed forward immensely since doing that. Nice. Nice. That's a yeah. tough one. I had, uh, I had about with, uh, with drugs way back in uh, my early days. So I feel you. Yeah, of course, mine was a little more extreme. Yours was legal at least, right? <laughs> yeah. 
So um, here's one of the things I noticed uh, in the uh, in the intake un- the uh, form that you filled out for me. You, you know, one of the questions I usually ask uh, entrepreneur style folks that are coming on the show is, you know, what kind of goal you got going out there? And you listed some really cool business goals, but the one that really caught my eye, you put at the end of this, hey, I want to do all these amazing business things, and I want to maintain a good family relationship. I think it. And I'm going to ask the question. I think so many entrepreneurs get so wrapped up in their business that it, it causes falters in other parts of their of their lives. The fact that you even called that out. Is this a, a new conscious thing for you? Or man, you were like, because I'm lucky enough to work with my family, I, I know how important that is. Tell me a bit about more. Yeah, I would have to say that you, for me, it's difficult. You know, I've got two teenage girls now and they started this business when they were super young. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so easy to get wrapped up into taking all the phone calls and doing all of these things and, and working long hours, and then you're missing out on, on their life. Yeah. And eventually, I think the aspirational part is either you're wildly successful, you, somebody comes in, takes over your role, and you're just getting dividends for the rest of your life, or some company comes in and buys you, you cash out. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do with all that if you can't sit down and enjoy it with your family? Right. And, and that's the thing that I really focus on is I really want to be a good dad, a good father, wherever my kids are, I want to be able to roll in and be welcomed with a warm hug. And I don't want them to be a disgruntled nature where you, you weren't there for, me. you know, and, and, and I, and I know that from mistakes because I wasn't there for a number of years and it's caused some pain and heartache that I'm not going to continue carrying forward. And I'm going to work on that every day. Nice. Nice. You heard it from the man himself. He says, I've done it. I've experienced it. Don't want to do it no more. I like it. Yeah. And, so, and, and, I, and I backslide. I backslide and all backslide. the time. <laughs> and I backslide. And, but, you know, it's, but it's, it's the type of relationship now that my girls are older, you know, we can have the mature conversations like, hey, honey, I'm sorry that I did that. That's my fault. I will change things up. I will commit to you doing differently. And they, they see it and they understand it. But mm-hmm. you know, if you're trying to talk to a four or five year old kid, they different. don't understand that. Yeah. So if you're an entrepreneur and you got a young kid, hey, say, bro, you got to read them books at night and then do the work after they go to bed. Yeah. Right. I feel yeah. you on that one. <laughs> oh, let's see. All right. So from now, it's the show's called The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. I'm willing to bet that sometime in your varied career, you've had that dark horse persona where you felt like every, all the odds were set against you. Would that be a, a fair assumption? Man, that is every day. Is it every day? How every do you, day. How do you how do you overcome that 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 feeling that that dark horse persona? How do you crush forward you, even when you feel like everyone everyone's against me? No, they're not against you. They okay. just uh, it's just I'm not what you think I am. You are what you think I am. Ooh, right. So people will always say things to you. They will tell you you can't do things based on their own personal limitations. And it took me a long time to figure out that's what was going on. Mm. People like the people who criticize you, who talk bad about you, they're not working as hard as you. And, and, and that's what it is. And once you finally come to that moment and they go like, Hey, you know what the best revenge is? Success. Success. I know you're not going to outwork me. Good luck. I dare you. I double dog dare you. (laughs) Even, even when I have two girls. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, it never gets easier. You just get better. Like I've really you know figured out over time that I used I don't answer all the phone calls anymore. I don't answer all the emails anymore when somebody's trying to sell me something. I know what the priorities are in my life. I know what drives value, whether that's through revenue, through my business, through uh, personal satisfaction, and most importantly, through time with my kids. 
Mm-hmm. And so I prioritize those and then everybody else gets what's left over. Nice. That's, that's, that's how I organize it. There it is right there. But, it, the but it takes, it, it takes a lot of people a long time to figure that out. And some don't. And unfortunately some don't, you, you watch them fall by the wayside. All right. So given, given this awesome experience you've had, uh, what, what top tip would you want to pass on to those entrepreneurs, not the entrepreneurs, because they're not going to listen to you anyway. They're, they've probably checked out of the podcast by now. I mean, those folks that are out there actually wanting to grind and, and level up their, their life or their business, what would you offer them? Get one of these. It is a notebook. Mm-hmm. I have a stack of them. If you check out my Instagram, it's just funny because I just, I fill them out and I just throw them in the back of my closet when I'm done. And if I need something, I'll go back in there. And I, I finally just pulled my all my journals out last week and I stacked them and they're like two and a half feet tall off the ground. Oh man. And, but it's funny is this is the, like the little manifestation journal. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't understand the process of manifestation is you get an idea. You don't know where it comes from. It's creative. It just hits your brain. Like, wow, I'm surprised I even thought of that, but it's, it's a gift given to you from somewhere. Yeah. And then it's an idea and you get through this simple action of taking a pen and putting that idea onto paper you have now manifested that idea into physical reality. Mm-hmm. That is the process of manifestation. And the only difference between that real goal happening in life, you being able to fully realize it in that piece of paper is the amount of work that you're willing to do. And so this is the way that I explain it. And it's just sheer math. I have all of my goals written down on my inside cover. Three months, one year, three years, lifetime. Nice. I, I know I can only really affect the next 90 days of my life. And so those three month goals are all broken down into subtasks on the next page. And every day I get up and I take one of those subtasks and I put it down on my calendar as my game changer, the thing that I'm going to do today. And if I dedicate two hours today of focused time toward the thing that's most important to me over the course of a month, that's 40 hours. That's only five days work weeks. You can take the weekends off. That's one solid work week every month geared toward the thing that's most important to you. Now, if you put all of your best effort into one solid week towards your best objective, how much further do you think you're going to be on it? Oh yeah. Over the course of a year, that's a solid work quarter, one solid quarter of work on the things that are most important to you. And if you look back through all of my journals, I have accomplished all of my goals. Nice. I mean, it's funny because I, I, I hammered down early January, February, and I looked down at it because I just put it so much time because January is kind of slow for us. Mm-hmm. But I'd hammered out 66% of my yearly goals by the second week of February. And oh, I kind of like stuck there coasting. I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I buy an 18 van and I go do something stupid. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's funny you mentioned that because I have here, this one oh, here, let's do this. Yeah, it's, can... it's tough with your background. There, there we I go. Get it. There you go. There it is. So because I have always been a journaler, my daughter bought me this. <laughs> that's really cool. She saw that, you know, you know, those, those little ads you get on Instagram or whatever. She says, Oh, I'll get that for my dad. So yeah, I'm a big fan of journal. I, I'm, I'm one of those folks that believe in the fact that you're getting that idea from somewhere, whatever you believe in God, Allah, mother earth, the infinite universe. And what you do with it is the next thing, right? Okay. I got the idea. I got to write it down. And now you're telling your brain, you know what? I gave him an idea and he took a moment and he wrote it down. So I'm going to give them another idea and another idea. So when you don't write them down, you stop getting the ideas. But when you write them down and then start taking action on them, they start saying, all right, I'm going to keep giving this guy ideas because they're going after it. 
that that was fire. The universe will always you know conspire in its own best interests, right? And if you're one of those people helping the universe conspire along its best interests, it will keep helping you. Man, I got deep thoughts. I love this. So everyone wants to know more about Griff, combat flip-flops, or to catch up with you to learn about this A-team project you got going on. Um, and of course, the uh, the new commercial I'll have out here, probably about the time this is dropping, where do we want to send them to? So website is combatflipflops.com. Uh, everything for our social as a company is at Combat Flip Flops, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, Facebook. Everything is at Combat Flip Flops. If you want to connect with me personally, it's uh, an Instagram at combatflipflops.griff, G-R-I-F-F. Okay. And then the Van's Instagram is van.gasm, G-A-S-M. That's it. At Vangasm, Van.gasm. <laughs> all right. We're going to be sure to get all those links out there in the show notes so people can just click right on through and catch up with you and maybe get some of those badass flip-flops and, uh, you know, some of the be a better human. <laughs> Griff, man, I definitely appreciate you coming on and hanging out with us and dropping some amazing knowledge for everyone to learn from. Well, thank you, Tracy. I appreciate it. And I hope everybody out goes out there, has a great day and aspires to be a better human today and tomorrow. That's right. And drop tacos, not bombs. All right, there you have it, my Dark Horse family, Matthew Griffin, Griff himself, dropping Army Ranger, entrepreneur, warrior level entrepreneurship bombs on us. What thoughts resonate, resonated with you? Here are the ones that kind of resonated with me. There were so many, right? Thought number one, who is the real enemy you are fighting? Now, Griff mentions his time in the 75th Ranger Regiment. During this time, he noticed that the real enemy that was being fought was poverty. He had a realization that he was going to be able to, at some point, go home, you know, back to the USA and all the comforts that his home afforded him. However, the people in the country that he was deployed to, yeah, they weren't that lucky. He did not see a solution in the path that he was on. So, he changed paths. But here's the thing for me. Let's hold on a second here. And let's turn this inwards, my dark horse friends and family. What enemy are you facing that is holding you back from all the comforts that your true heartfelt success can afford you? Hmm? Right? Let's be honest here. There is at least one thing at the core of your continued delayed success. What is that one thing? What is the thing that's at the core? It's delaying your success. I want to chat a bit more about this in episode 223 coming out on Wednesday. Episode 223 is going to be habits and roadblocks that are our own enemies of success. Thought number two. Finding inspiration in old places of negativity. You see, here's the thing. Griff went back to a place that, for him, was a bit mired in negativity, right? Given his previous experiences overseas, which, you know, let's be honest, they were narrowly focused on some very specific objectives. Griff had many negative experiences in the country that he returned to. But return he did to create new experiences, to create new solutions rather than wander aimlessly in the problems, right? He went and he toured that boat, that, that boat factory, the boot factory, which was, which was about to close. And he was inspired to create an entirely new venture in that same facility. Griff faced his negative experiences head on and turned them 
into a creative solution. I want to dig a bit more in this one uh, in episode 224, how to turn the negative into creativity. Thought number three, amateurs talk tactics, professionals talk logistics. Grift dropped this gem of wisdom quickly as he discussed the need that they had to move their factory. Why is it important as an entrepreneur to think about this? Because our job, your job as an entrepreneur is to deliver resources where they are needed, when they are needed, right? You got to get them to where they're needed at the right time that they are needed in a fashion that creates as little waste as possible. See, in inside the execution of that, my friend, is the core of tactics versus logistics. And I'm going to dive a bit more into this in the live in the Facebook group on Tuesday. So be sure you come on over to the Dark Horse Tribe Facebook group and check that out. You can get there easily by going to darkhorseschooling.com forward slash darkhorsetribe, all one word. That will take you straight to the group. Or if you're already on Facebook, uh, you can go to the Facebook search bar there, type in Dark Horse Tribe, and that should take you. You should see us right there at the top of those results. I look forward to meeting you in the group. And then finally, thought number four, chase the dream, not just the money. Griff talked about all the amazing things that he and his team and his company have been able to accomplish and give back to so many worldwide. He was able to do this, in my humble opinion, by chasing his dream of positively impacting the poverty that he saw that we talked about early. You know, the undereducated, uh, uh, the undereducation of women, right? By positively getting out there and impacting it, right? You see, it's not just about the money. It's about the impact you can have on yourself in all those in the world around you. And I'm going to dig a bit more on this one on Thursday in the Dark Horse Tribe Facebook group. And we'll share with you some reasons why you should chase your dreams, but not just for the money. Man, and there were so many other lessons and tips. What I cool ideas, inspiring tips, or titillating thoughts resonated with you today? Whatever they were, take some time today. Take some time right now. Write them down and then get out there and put them into action. Get out there, run your race, get your results, and let me hear about them. Seriously, no joke. Email me at tracy at darkhorseschooling.com. Share the tips or ideas that you came away with, how you put them into action, and what results you gain from them. Heck, probably even bring you on the show so that you can share those ideas yourself. And if you don't want to come on the show, that's cool too. Come on over to the Facebook group, share with them there. I want to celebrate your successes with you. Now, next week, our interview guest is going to be Michael Stein. As I mentioned earlier, he's an American entrepreneur, an actor, an entertainer, stand-up comedian, and filmmaker. Michael Stein is the founder of Stein Media Incorporated and Abadec Incorporated. Stein Media is an independent production company that deals with multiple genres of filmmaking, uh, including television commercials, events, and films. And Abadec is a tarp selling company in Georgetown, Texas, and they're also very actively involved in charity work. Are we feeling a trend here? All right. It's going to be another great interview episode you're not going to want to miss. Now, I know you want to keep 
getting all these valuable tips and inspirational stories from this podcast, the guests I'm lucky enough to bring on. So please, as I mentioned earlier, go on down there, hit that subscribe button, drop us a five-star rating, write us some kind words in the reviews. Heck, write us some constructive criticism, ask some questions. Tracy, you should stop doing this and you should start doing that. I'm open to it. I want to hear from you. I read every single one of those reviews. And of course, do not keep all this entrepreneurial G-O ld all to yourself share the podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners you know will get value from it and with that my friends i'm going to leave you as i always do think successfully and take action thank you for listening to the dark horse entrepreneur podcast thanks for tuning in Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.